Welcome to episode 55 of the BizTalk with Bill Roy podcast. Our goal in producing this podcast is to provide you each week with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that make up Wichita's important business community. We thank you for listening and thank you very much if you are a subscriber to this podcast. Appreciate it. Talk of the Town this week, James Chung's presentation after three years of examining Wichita and its economy. He was blunt, Wichita's behind other Midwest cities of similar size on most economic indicators. He says Wichita needs to realize that what we're doing isn't working and move quickly to find ways to pull us out of stagnation. James is my guest on this week's podcast and next week's two parts. My conversation with James Chung in a moment. First, some details about the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. Another hot topic in the past month or so, the proposal for a downtown school of osteopathic medicine. Developer Suda Tokola has bought several downtown buildings, including the Finney State Office Building. Then she had second thoughts, said she might sell those buildings. But after a weekend of what she says was an outpouring of support, she decided to push on with the med school plan. Folks in the medical community and KU Med School in Wichita say it's not a good idea. And we tried to find folks who support the idea, but other than Governor Collier and Mayor Longwell, those people really aren't talking. Our story begins on page 8. Reporter Daniel McCoy writes about Spirit's assurances that it's back on track for producing its part of the 737 aircraft for Boeing. Page 4. Reporters Josh Heck and Brian Horwath have news of new wealth management and business advisory firms, page 5. Check out our wealth management special report beginning on page 6. Our series, Wichita is a great place to start a business. This time we talk to Freddy's Frozen Custard and Steak Burgers CEO Randy Simon. Get his advice, page 7. Two lists this week, outpatient surgery centers and dentists, page 24. This week, we spend 10 minutes with the new CFO at Wesley Healthcare, Nicole Castleberry. She knew nothing of Wichita before she took the job. Her thoughts on page 35. We can help you and your business grow. Each week, we list bankruptcies, new lawsuits, new corporations, real estate deals, who owes federal and state taxes, building permits. This week, our leads section starts on page 29. Back with James Chung in a moment. Welcome to BizTalk with Bill Roy of the Wichita Business Journal. Talking business, your business that is, is what Equity Bank's team of bankers does best. Visit us today at equitybank.com. James Chung grew up in Wichita, went to East High, educated at Harvard Economics. He's an economist and president of Reach Advisors and Reach Advisors Ventures. The Wichita Community Foundation invited Chung three years ago to examine Wichita, collect data and other evidence to see how our community's economy was performing. His three-year contract's coming to a close. He presented more of his findings during a presentation Monday evening at the new Advanced Learning Library. It was a blunt discussion that surprised some, didn't surprise others, and made a few folks angry. On Monday morning, James dropped by the Business Journal to join me for a conversation. He shares the information he presented Monday evening, and we talked about what might help Wichita move toward greater success. James Chung, thank you for being with us on the podcast. We appreciate you spending some time with us. Thank you. It's nice to be here. It's a little busy for you these days, right? Uh, it's a little bit of a scramble with a lot of meetings and a couple of presentations, but looking forward to it. 
Well, we appreciate it once again, spending some time and helping us understand Wichita perhaps a little bit better here. You have been examining Wichita for about three years. Let's go back to the beginning. What did you find initially as you looked at Wichita? When we went back to take a look at Wichita, um, one of the first things we wanted to do is take a look at maybe a little bit of a personal perspective of the Wichita that was when I grew up. And when I grew up in Wichita, it was a city that was that had higher than average education, higher than average income, by most economic factors was one of the stronger U.S. cities. And now I recognize why I feel I grew up in such a generous Wichita, a, in Wichita where there was just a lot of um, optimism about the city, about life, um, a city that was generous and shared and was a remarkable city for me. It gave me a lot. I'm a beneficiary of a wonderfully kind, open, generous Wichita. And so we took a look at that, and then we compared a lot of those statistics to where Wichita is now. And Wichita has slid back. It's no longer above average and quite frankly, quite above average on most measures. Um, it's lagging on almost every economic measure out there. And that was one of the things that we that concerned us because we realized that the Wichita that I knew was not the Wichita of today. And so one of the things that we felt was important was to share that because once there could be a better sense of understanding where we are, and then um, that helps get everyone on sort of a common ground and understanding and understanding sort of the need, reality need and the urgency um, to be able to think about what can be done to move things forward. And then also that enabled us to start isolating the why behind that shift as well too. How did you feel that message was received sometimes? It's tough to hear <laughs> that your city is not what it used to be. How was that message received? Uh, that was a good question because there were a couple of different types of responses. Um, some of the responses were, yeah, yeah, we, we knew that. Um, some of the responses were, um, quite frankly, a little bit uh, disappointed slash angry, perhaps. Right, right. Not in a mean-spirited <laughs> way, but um, frustrated and angry. And then there were other responses of some of the people who, you know, I guess one of my favorite stories is someone sharing afterwards that uh, she left that meeting, um, in her words, pissed mm -hmm. about it. But then she sat back and thought that, you know, she is sitting on a body of assets and resources that could actually address some of those issues. So she just started making stuff happen. That's Sherry Utash at uh, which at WSU Tech, right? Um, and that's the kind of attitude and action we do want to see come out of this. Is it might not be the most pleasant news that you want to hear, but it can help frame thinking about well, what can you do with the assets and resources that you have that can help move Wichita in a forward direction? And that's so we're not purposefully trying to, you know, to upset someone like Sherry, right. but um, we would like to see more of that kind of action, productive action coming out of this. And it's really important to be able to take a good hard look rather than have those rose colored glasses yeah. uh, in order for the community to move forward. I think so, because if, uh, if we are overly optimistic about where we are, um, it generates a sense of complacency, perhaps, or a um, 
or it generates a sense of that there is no need to do anything. Right. But the problem is the biggest risk for Wichita is status quo. Um, the path that it's on is it's it's a you know I mean basically we're in a situation where Wichita is basically a zero growth economy in the landscape of a really strong recovery in this nation since 2010. Right. And so just the gap just continues to increase. And so we're hoping that uh, there is a little bit more of a sense of urgency, a little bit more sense of desire and drive to rise along with a lot of our peer cities. Let's dig into that gap a little bit more if we could. What's really driving that gap? Why do we have that gap? Okay, so there are a couple of things that are happening here. Um, when we first laid out this presentation, we were talking about there's an issue with the business cycle that uh, basically we identified that uh, it's what we characterize as a high beta city. In other words, it's more cyclical than the rest of the economy. Right. Um, and then we'll come back to these because there's been some new information that we've found through this. Second thing, human capital. We Our human capital base is not what it used to be. You know, before we were, you know, we're a better educated city than the rest of the nation. Um, that advantage has slipped. Uh, we used to be w one of the premier engineering towns in America. Um, yes, we still have higher density of engineers, but we have the largest loss of engineers of any city in America. Um, entrepreneurship, I grew up, and probably part of the reason why I chose business as my path is, I grew up in Wichita that champion and fostered entrepreneurship. Um, there were people out there that I saw succeeding well, and they were very kind and generous to me and supportive. You know, they paid me a ton of money to mow their lawns. Right. Um, and, you know, and, and, you know, and so, you know, they enabled me to invest in, you know, in riding lawnmowers and, and, you know, and then other endeavors I started taking on. Right. It was just a city that fueled that, encouraged that, supported me in that. Mm -hmm. But, that's not the environment we've had a couple decade dry spell of entrepreneurship, which goes back to the human capital issue. These are all tightly tied together. And then there was a perception issue that was a challenge about, it used to be viewed as, well, others don't see us the way we see us, and then this is who we are, but we saw a lot of mismatches between how Wichita saw itself and what was really happening in the city. And so there were a bunch of different fronts of that issue. So those were the kinds of things that we were able to isolate from that first round of analysis. Um, we will be sharing more this afternoon about another level because what we've been able to do is isolate sort of root causes of those that are very tightly I guess it's the you know, it, it is those four cycles but I think we've been able to start to prioritize and quantify the differences to help sharpen the focus on what Wichita can do moving forward or what it needs to what it needs to tackle, um, where it needs to put in some of the uh, the blocking and tackling so Wichita can Wichita's economy can move more like our comp cities, our peer cities are. Tell us about uh, what your message was in that presentation on Monday. There are a couple things that we want to flag on that. And that um, number one is that, yes, indeed, there are some gains happening in Wichita um, compared to where we were. Um, there are some very positive things that are happening. The challenge is, in the landscape of what's happening with our other peer cities, um, we're seeing gains from where we were, but nowhere near like what's happening in our closest peer cities. So in other words, 
it's not because of the size of the city that we're disadvantaged or the geography of the city that we're disadvantaged or that we're a manufacturing city that we're disadvantaged. When we look at all our closest peers with the same factors, they're all doing really well. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, quite frankly, the, actually, they are above where the U.S. economy is. Wichita remains flat, or actually for this decade, um, we're one of the few, it's not just no growth, but we're one of the few negative growth cities mm-hmm. this decade. So we're still in a recession. Um, and we're among the only cities, well, it's fewer than 20% of America, cities in America that are like that. Most of them are very small. Um, there are only a handful that are about the size of Wichita. We've put ourselves in a unique box. Um, we have not been able to let ourselves grow with the market expansion like other cities. Um, the variable is Wichita. And so now we try to figure out what are some of the things that drove that difference. Um, one of them is a derivative of the human capital challenge that we laid out. Uh, basically, um, Wichita has an abnormally tight abnormally small labor force Mm -hmm. for the size of a market of the size. Um, Other cities have, um, you know, higher labor force participation, um, higher inflow of talent. Um, When we look at where our gaps are compared to our uh, similar cities, you know, mid-sized, Midwestern manufacturing-driven cities, um, we have a much smaller college labor educated labor force um, that's shrinking um, we're seeing higher exits of the population that we want um, we're basically starving ourselves or choking ourselves of the labor of the labor force that is driving higher returns for the other economies so that's one issue is that they're just on many levels and even take a look at and it's not just the college educated labor force almost all of our co- our comp manufacturing cities are growing their manufacturing workforce, growing their wages for the manufacturing workforce. We're negative on both. Mm. Um, they're just dynamics of this labor market that are just uh, that that tighten it, squeeze it, uh, force the talent out, or you know, you look at who's voting with their feet to leave, mm-hmm. um, pushing it out. There's something about the Wichita dynamic that is doing that that is not happening in similar cities. And then, so then there is a second, um, what we call root cause um, that, uh, that, we, that we presented as we think in the time traveling sense. Right. <laughs> um, that, uh, you know, that there are um, attitudinal and perception, perception challenges that exist. Um, so, for example, I do wonder what is it? Why is it that our greatest disproportional loss is college-educated women um, and uh, minorities with associates or bachelor's degrees? Mm-hmm. Um, that's where the greater leakage is coming from. Um, on the perception issue, attitudinal issues, there are some big improvements, which is why I'm optimistic that Wichita can tackle these issues. Last time we were here, we found that basically Wichita had this abnormally high rate of people who wanted to exit the city versus stay the city. It, was, it did not look like any of the other Midwestern comp cities. Um, we've now come back to where most Midwestern cities are. So there's something there. There's some 
positivity that's moving through the city. Right. It's not as negative. People don't feel like there is an, as feel like in this rush, like I will leave if I can. Right. Um, it's much more like another city where now there are more people who said, I would like to stay than leave. So right. that's one piece of improvement. So we know what shock can tackle these issues. We also measured optimism in the city. And that's much, it's now much more like the typical Midwestern peer city versus where we were, where we were just a fraction of that before. So some things have moved forward, but there are also still other attitudinal challenges that remain. So, and this may be tied to that first issue we laid out, but one of the things that we notice is that um, Wichita is one of the most anti-higher education cities in the US by the polling that we did comparing Wichita to other cities and the nation. Um, this We had a hypothesis that we might find this in our polling because when I came to Wichita, um, I was sort of, I, I operated in a number of different markets and I was a little bit surprised by how open and proactive people were about talking negatively about higher ed and or higher ed institutions. I don't hear that in any other city mm-hmm. that we're at. And I remember turning to someone at Shelley at the Wichita Community Foundation and saying, I hope I don't hear this anymore because <laughs> this is a problem in the city. And so we went back and polled and realized, confirmed that yes, Wichita is much more negative about that than um, other cities. And here's what frustrates me about that is that I want people to understand that basically if it weren't for the innovation happening at our higher education institutions here in Wichita, Wichita wouldn't even be in the game anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, there are remarkable innovations that are happening with what's happening with uh, you know, Wichita State providing students um, immense access to advanced technologies that make them very valuable in the workforce, sought after in the workforce. And of course, most of them leave. That'll happen anyway. But mm-hmm. you know, I wish we weren't exporting so much of that talent out without right. being able to generate the value from that. But they're doing a great job at that. What's happening in you know certain programs within Wichita State? There's a you know Institute for Interdisciplinary um, uh, Innovation that is doing remarkable things with their Masters of, in, uh, of Industrial Design program. You know, I just heard that uh, they just returned from a uh, uh, winning a contest that uh, Johnson Johnson sponsored where they were told they're one of the, you know, the best programs in the world mm-hmm. that they've ever seen. Um, there are um, then what, you know, what Wichita Technical College has done in merging and becoming, or merging if that's the official word, but you know, becoming WSU Tech to right. think about other pathways to bring people in to elevate their knowledge and experience to bring them to higher and better value um, and provide better pathways. Um, you know what's happening at uh, you know Newman realizing that the only place of guaranteed job growth in the Wichita economy is in healthcare services. So them doubling down, mm-hmm. you know, raising money, uh, um, you know, building a new center for you know for you know for more advanced training, uh, modern training for their students. Um, Friends University, their cybersecurity uh, laboratory. Um, that's a program where I would bet you that most of the students will probably pretty near double their income between the start and the end of the program. So there's massive innovation here that is indeed helping Wichita stay in the game at where the world is, you know, in preparing these students for where the world is moving forward. Um, yet we have such negative attitude about that that I think is doing a couple things. One is it is a little bit of the explanatory factor for that first point of the 
of our abnormally constrained labor force mm -hmm. and of who's staying and who's leaving. Um, that's also indicative of another challenge, and that is root cause number three. By any measure, comparing to any other city of our type, of our size, we chronically underinvest in the city. We starve the city of the capital it needs to grow. Uh, whether you're talking about you know, public sector, private sector, philanthropic, every single one of those categories, um, we starve the city. Mm -hmm. We don't, just like any business has to figure out what what are the capital expenditures you're going to set aside to invest in building a stronger future and higher revenue streams down the road? Um, we don't put that capital investment into the city by any measure. You know, we'll never see like the, well, I shouldn't say never, but it's unlikely we'll see like the multiple billion dollar MAPS tax plans in right. Oklahoma City. That mm -hmm. probably won't happen here. But, um, you know, the level of investment in, let's say, you know, downtown civic development. So fortunately, we had some leaders step up and there's a $38 million investment in a new library, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, in other cities like ours, they have more like $250 million of that kind of investment going into their downtown for civic investment. Um, then take a look at uh, on the private sector front, because I think one of the messages that uh, resonated in our past presentations is that... Um, that audiences were very happy to hear that, you know, this is uh, going, you know, in Wichita, the reality is this is going to be a, you know, private sector-led, you know, recovery and advancement. But um, when we look at private sector investment, let's take, for example, on uh, venture capital funding. Mm -hmm. um, it's a drop in the bucket compared to what's happening to peer cities, uh, you know, slightly larger or our size. Um, it is just a drop in the bucket compared to what's happening elsewhere. Um, take a look at other signs of, uh, of private sector investment. So, you know, downtown development, let's take hotels. So we've got, what, 17 or $18 million going in right now with the Hilton Garden Inn. But uh, at our peer cities, they've got like $250 million going in on that. If, if we could just be, let ourselves, set ourselves free to operate like a Midwestern, mid-sized right. city. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we see uh, in terms of, uh, you know, residential development, uh, you know, the good news is we've got maybe, it's not it's not hitting 100 million yet, but um, in other cities, they're doing half a billion dollars of residential development downtown. Um, you know, the, uh, um, you know, let's take um, factors like, uh, development in you know, downtown development in commercial space. Uh, we probably have, and I can't remember the exact numbers, but probably about uh, 100 uh, million going in. You know, like in the 100, 200 million dollar range for residential or commercial development. You know, other cities like ours, they're doing a billion dollars of development right now. Basically, strong economies they're reinvesting in. Um, we never. And this goes back to the issue of, uh, of the business cycle, which we explained further in the presentation, is that uh, we're a super high beta economy. In other words, more cyclical than the U.S., except we also have high negative alpha, which is the level of overperformance cyclically adjusted. So the problem is our negative alpha is so high that we've we have basically eliminated our ability to recover when the rest of the economy recovers. That's right. why we're absolutely flat versus the other cities. They've realized in, you know, because of their high beta cycles, 
they invest when they can. Right. And they're doing it. You know, they're, 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 they're the squirrels setting aside the nuts for the winter. <laughs> right. Um, and uh, we're missing the recovery. And that's part of the challenge. So on those fronts, we're seeing, you know, you know mega projects. We got a billion dollars at Spirit, which is fantastic. But most cities have multiple billion dollar mega projects going on philanthropically um you know wichita community foundation has seen an increase of assets under management since you know the time which is great but we're still at a fraction of where other cities are our size and smaller um and so this is uh definitely one of the challenges that we have here is that by every measure we are under investing compared to other cities James has given us a lot to think about, but he says don't wait to take action. Mayor Jeff Longwell says Chung didn't give Wichita enough credit. What about the $200 million new airport, the new library, development along the river? Chung did mention the library, but point well taken. Next week, part two of my discussion with James, he talks about the conversations he doesn't hear in Wichita that he does hear in other comparable cities. And he has some disturbing information about the talent drain in Wichita. Again, that's next week in part two of my conversation with James Chung. Back to wrap things up in a moment. Most bankers are good at banking talk. What you need is a banker who knows how to talk business. Your business, that is. I'm Andrew Cheney, commercial lender here at Equity Bank. If you've got plans to grow, we're ready to talk about your business. Visit equitybank.com. Well, it seems to me there are a couple of ways to go with the Chung Report. Push it to the side and continue doing what we're doing, or accept it and find solutions. It's up to all of us. That's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 55, a new episode every week. You can see the others at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you once again for listening and subscribing. If you have ideas for guests you'd like to hear from, let me know. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. On behalf of the great staff here, thank you for listening again. And thanks to producer Brittany Showalter. Thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Have a profitable week.